Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Wednesdays Are For Women, and I pray that you are blessed as you listen to the podcast of When Heaven and Earth Collide. to stay right here because I believe that this is the place that God has called for us to be because this is what our life looks looks like right now in this season. And so let me tell you something, in every season that you come into as a believer, it is imperative that you know what time it is. The Bible says that the sons of Issachar, they were able to discern the times and the seasons. And so I often say this, and I'll say it again, we as believers, we need to know what time and what season we are living in. Come on, you can have a season where you are pregnant. You know, when you get, when you're in that first trimester, it's not time to push yet. And you know how crazy you would look, uh, you would look uh, when, if you was to enter into the doctor's office or enter into the hospital, check yourself into the maternity ward and you're in your first trimester and you try to start pushing, everybody's going to look at you like you're crazy because it's not time yet, especially if you're not having any labor pains. But it's a whole different thing when you have entered into that third trimester and you begin to start seeing or feeling labor pains. And, uh, you know, you, there are different signs there that are letting you know it's time. That's one thing, you know, you, you're there, there is a moment where you are in the season of giving birth. And then there is another moment where you enter into the time to give birth. And so I believe that this month, September, today is the 21st. I believe that there are some of you, you have entered into the time of birthing. And I'm telling you, the Bible says, and um, I feel like I've already gotten started. Girl, go ahead and share. Let's get the word out there as to many, to as many people as we possibly can. I've shared on my Edis feet page. You go ahead and share, 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 share in your WhatsApp, share in your groups, share on your page. Let's get these numbers up and let people know that they need to tune in right now. And so, uh, yes, I believe that for some, for some of you, you have entered into a season. You have entered into the time rather to give birth. That's what September represents. You know, it's so amazing because every September God does something special in the lives of his people. Uh, believe it or not on Sunday coming at at, at the evening, at evening time, we are actually getting ready to enter into the Jewish new year. We're getting ready to enter into the Jewish new year that we call Rosh Hashanah. And um, in this year, uh, it is always very significant. It's amazing because when we entered into the year of 2020, uh, the Jewish theme for that year was actually uh, the year of Pay, P-E-Y, which means the year of the open mouth. And it just so happened that in that particular year, we were told to wear masks. We were told to keep quiet. We were told that we couldn't preach. We were told that we couldn't sing. We were silenced. But heaven was saying, open up your mouth and don't stop declaring and don't stop decreeing. And as a matter of fact, uh, the, the for the next 10 years, for the next decade, uh, the word of the Lord Lord that will be coming, that will be spoken concerning the Jewish New Year's for the next 10 years is actually the open mouth. 
And um, this year, this year, not only does it mean the open mouth, but it also means a year of a year of fire, a year of wind and the year of water. And um, so it's no coincidence that, you know, we're seeing these storms form in the middle of the ocean from out of nowhere. It's no coincidence, you know, that they're actually telling us, those of you that are watching from other from from America or from other nations, they're actually telling people in Bermuda that if you live on low land to prepare for flooding. And so all of these things, it is very prophetic and it is something that we should pay attention to. And so instantly when I was studying about what this next year is going to look like for us as believers, I um, instantly knew exactly what we to, what we could expect and what we need to target our prayers against. And so uh, immediately when and I began to start hearing about Fiona and hearing about the destruction that it has brought to other nations and the destruction that they were saying that it was supposed to bring to us. The spirit of God said, open your mouth and start praying. Let me tell you something. This is how you know that this is the decade for us as believers to not be silent, but to make noise. The Bible says that if you crowd, the Bible says, cry loud and spare not. And so this is how you know that this is the season that we are in, or this is the time that we are in because the enemy wanted so badly to silence us. Come on. We know, you know, um, we know that what we walk through in the global pandemic, you know, uh, we were told to keep quiet. We were, we were told, you know, uh, you're probably going to have to shift to online church and you're probably never going to be able to have church the normal way to the point where right now across the world, churches are seeing an all-time decline like never before. And so in those moments, you don't shut your doors and you don't go along with what the world is saying. No, at that moment, you just simply pivot. And what that means is you begin to start investing in cameras. You begin to start investing in computers and online equipment so that you can cater to the people that will probably never set foot in your church again, or you begin to cater to people that will probably never set foot in a church period, but they want to know more about God. They're hungry because they understand that something is happening in the earth and they understand. And there's this hunger and there. The Bible says, the Bible says that the earth, it eagerly waits uh, for the sons of God to be made manifest. And so if you really tap into the spirit, you can, you can see and you can sense in your spirit that there is a groaning. You can sense in your spirit that there is a cry of desperation. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. This morning when I was in prayer, the Spirit of God began to say through me, he said, pray that my church will become hungry again and that they would cry out for me again and they would not settle for complacency. As a matter of fact, I was reading 
this book on yesterday. And one of the things that this man of God started off saying, he said that there was a, there. we all know about the charismatic movement that took place in the 70s and the 60s. And um, they began to really teach and expound upon the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the need and the, the need and the necessity to be filled with the, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And this is one of the things that they taught on. They taught on being Pentecostal. And this man was saying how you really don't hear about these type of teachings anymore. You know, you might hear about the teaching of the Holy Spirit, but the teaching on tongues, you know, it's not something that is very popular. And this man said that even then a lot of people, a lot of preachers, they wrote books on the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of being filled with the Holy Ghost, but a lot of them are not being printed anymore. And he talked about how we need to come back to the place where we understand that we as believers, it is our duty to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Because let me tell you something, there are some things that are happening above our head right now that we are not not aware of, but our spirit is. I, I recall some days, some nights where I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would hear my spirit praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I wouldn't know exactly what it was an intercession for, but I would hear my spirit praying in the Holy Ghost. And um, when I would wake up, I would be so amazed because the Bible says that your spirit prays or your spirit groans with utters, with utterings that cannot be, it cannot be uttered or it, it makes groans uh, that cannot be uttered. It cannot be understood because when you are praying in the Holy Ghost, you are praying mystery. You might not be able to always understand what you're praying, but your spirit does and heaven does. And heaven right now is looking for agreement in men and women of God that would open their mouth and that would declare God, whatever it is that you want from my life. That's number one. Come on, because we can pray all day, God, do something great in my country, do something great in my church, do something great in my denomination, but we don't want God to do anything in our life. We say, you know what, when it comes to my life, I want to make all the decisions, God. I want to be able to do what I want to do. But God, I want you to do something great in my church so that my church will have a great so that my, so that we can make a good name for our church. And we'll have a lot of visitors that come to our church to make us feel good and make us feel puffed up. Come on. That's not the kind of prayers that God is looking to partner with in this season. God is looking for a people that will say, God, here's my life. You can do what you want through my life. Not only am I going to give you my life, God, but when I pray, I'm going to pray exactly what heaven is wanting concerning my life, concerning my nation, concerning my church. God, whatever it is that you're requiring from us, Lord, if you want us to start a prayer meeting, then God, so be it. Lord, if you want us to start a if you want us to start home Bible studies and God, so come on, this is the time where God is commanding us to dig deeper. 
Come on, I wasn't going to go here on today, but I'm here, baby. So I might as well go ahead and hang out. This is the moment where God is requiring for us to go deeper as his people. He wants more from out of our life. But let me tell you something in order for heaven, in order for heaven uh, to in order for us, how should I word this? In order for God to get more out of our life, we have to want it too. Come on now, somebody, we have to graduate from a place of wanting our way, but still desiring that God moves in our life. That's not maturity. That's not how you get things done. Come on, people are out here dying in Bermuda. It's not just, my God, it's not just gang activity that we need to come against in the realm of the spirit, but there are car accidents that are happening out of the blue. And I don't mean any disrespect to anyone that has lost a loved one in a car accident, but I'm just letting you know how active it is in the realm of the spirit. And this is what the spirit of God told me about three weeks ago. God God said, this is the time where we, as the people of God, we need to cover our children in prayer. The spirit of God arrested me one Sunday morning and, um, I got up and I told my husband, I said, look, I feel impressed to pray for the church. And I mean, I'm sorry, to pray for our children. And my husband said, yeah, whatever it is that God tells you to do, go up there and do it. And I got up there and I began to start covering our children. I began to start covering them as they go back to school. And I'm going to tell you what I saw only because the spirit of God is releasing me to say it. But I saw acts of terrorism hitting our schools. Oh yeah. I saw it hitting our schools in a way like we've never seen it before. Last year for my son's school, last year we had heard reports of gang activity happening uh, within a one mile radius of the school. And uh, we heard about it happening more than once. Can I tell you that this year, what the enemy wants to do, he wants to bring that gang activity on the campus. Come on. He wants to to walk up into our children's class while they are being taught. He wants to walk up into their classroom and open fire. But the devil is a liar because we as the church, we are not going to sit back and keep silent. We are not going to sit back and be punks. We are not going to sit back and act cowardly. No, we're going to open up our mouth. We're going to remove our spiritual mass that the enemy has placed over our mouth. And we're going to open up our mouth like the Jewish New Year has suggested that we as the church are supposed to do for the next 10 years. And we're going to make some noise because the Bible says that one can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Let me tell you something. Your prayers are powerful enough, not just to move, not just to move mountains, but your prayers are powerful enough. Oh my God. Your prayers are powerful enough to shake the foundations. Your prayers are powerful enough to cause acts 
acts of terrorism to come to a close. Come on, while the person is online looking for a way to build, looking for a way to build a weapon of mass destruction, you're in your prayer closet and you're calling it out before it is even formed. Come on, this is why the Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the saints and the righteousness is of me, says the Lord. That's the kind of power that your prayers have. Come on. I was in this service years ago and I don't know if you guys remember the woman. Uh, it was a woman by the name of Darlene Bishop. You guys remember her? She's still preaching in her seventies and still can, she can out preach me even in her seventies. The woman is bad. And I remember she came up into our church service and she began to declare over and over again, she began to say, why don't people pray? Why don't people pray? And she said it over and over till it began to stir us up. And we began to say to ourselves, oh my God, right. How come we're not praying? Prayer is our answer. I don't care what the world will tell you. I don't care what people will tell you. People that tried to pray to the Lord and they didn't get an answer. And it's probably because they did not follow through through with the command that comes after prayer, but because they didn't do that, they want to say that God is not real and that God does not listen to our prayers. The devil is a liar. It goes hand in hand. God will do a supernatural work. Come on. That means that when that means that we will come before his throne, we will come before his throne boldly, like the word of God suggests that we are to do. And then the, and then after we come before his throne, thrown boldly, then we listen out for what comes next. And normally what will come next is a, is a command that God wants to give personally to us for our life. Come on now, somebody don't act naive. Well, I just want God to answer this financial prayer for me because I'm really going through it, but I don't want to do what it, what it is that he's requiring of me. Then guess what? You're not going to get an answer. Because that's not the way that it works. Come on. You have to, you have to pray. And then after you pray, you have to listen out for what God is saying. The Bible says, the Bible says that there were three kings that were headed to war. And I've told you guys about this uh, particular scripture before, but the Bible says that they were headed into battle and they had everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prayer is a dialogue. Come on. That's my sister. Let me put your comment up, girl, because I like that. Prayer is a dialogue. You better say that. And the Bible says that these three men, they were headed into war and they had brought everything that they needed except for water. Water is crucial. We know that as human beings, there's no way in the world that you can go into battle and you don't have water. The Bible says that Jonathan and his armor bearer, they went into battle. And the Bible says that when Jonathan partnered with the Lord, because the Bible says that his daddy Saul was sitting under a pomegranate tree and he was sitting next to Ichabod's cousin. We know
know that Ichabod means my glory has departed. And so while he was supposed to be at war, while he was supposed to be winning new territories and regions, he was sitting off somewhere chilling. And his son said, look, I want to see the hand of God. And so I'm going to partner with the Lord and I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take God at his word. I'm just going to see if God is going to do the thing that he promised us that he'll do. The Bible says that Jonathan went to the Philistines camp and when they saw him, the Bible says that the Lord sent a great earthquake and the Philistines began to turn on one another and they began to take out one another. And the Bible says that there were Hebrews that were hiding in the caves when they heard the sound of war. Come on, they were used to living a cowardly life just like their leaders saw. But the Bible says that when they heard the sound of war, they emerged from the caves and they began to start fighting. Come on, I want to tell somebody to discern the season and the time that you were in. It is time for you to stop hiding. It is time for us as the church to stop being silent and to come forth and to start walking in everything that the Spirit of God has told us that we are supposed to walk in. We're not called to be punks. We're not called to be cowards. So the Bible says back to what I was saying about the three kings. We're talking about partnership when it comes to prayer and when it comes to when it comes to listening for the next command so that we can move so that we can move on. The Bible says that these three kings, they had everything that they needed. And the Bible says, the Bible says that the only thing that they were missing was water. And water is vital for war. Yep, that's where I was going with when it came to Jonathan. The Bible says that after Jonathan and them had finished whooping up on the Philistines, that Saul had made the, the children of Israel take a vow that they would not eat or drink anything until they had finished the battle. But the only problem with that is if you've been fighting all day, that means that you are you are using strength. And that means that you are going to need some type of fuel to put back in your body to regain strength. And so they're losing strength. And the Bible says that Jonathan took some honey and put it in his mouth and his strength was renewed. Come on, I want to talk to somebody and let you know that where you are thirsty, where you are hungry, God is getting ready to give you honey and water. God is getting ready to renew your strength. Come on, you're not going to lose this fight. You're not going to go into this next season. You're not going to go into this new year worn out, burnt out. The devil is a liar. Everything that you have put out, everything that you have sacrificed, everything that you have been obedient to the Lord for that might have worn you out mentally, God is getting ready to repay you. There is recompense and there is refreshing that is getting ready to hit your house. I declare that the same honey that was found, that was found in Canaan is getting ready to be found in your house. It's getting ready to be found in front of you. And I hear the Lord say that when you pick it up to eat it, it will not make you sick, but it will strengthen you again.
Be strengthened again. Be strengthened again in your mind. Be strengthened again in your spirit. Be strengthened again in your heart. I declare that you're going to get back up from the place that you are at right now and you're going to run again. You're going to get up and you're going to walk again. The Bible says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, shall renew their strength, shall renew their strength. I speak renewed strength over your body. I speak, I am a man. I speak renewed strength over your heart. I speak renewed strength over your household. You're getting ready to get back up and complete this thing because he that have begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You're not going to leave this thing halfway undone. You're not going to leave this thing halfway undone and throw it to your children. It will not become a burden to your children. You're not going to leave this thing halfway undone. Hey everybody, I hope and pray that you enjoyed today's broadcast of When Heaven and Earth Collide. Remember, I'll be right back here next week Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 12 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. See you soon. Bye.